feel like Danielle would be a Gisela or an Ethelflaed. <laughs> Danielle would be a neither because she refused to watch past the first episode with me. <laughs> Welcome to a very regal episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. And I say regal because, well, we have two kings among men. We've got uh, avid Russell Crowe fan Mark Toner as a guest (laughs) and longtime crowd favorite guest Josh Crew are, are here to talk about one of the most amazing um royal family oriented films ever and that is of course the last kingdom but but before we get to our guests i'd like to start just catching up with my sisters lily and becky who are here we've got to talk a little bit about mom because i got a very angry phone call from mom uh facetime from mom yesterday after i had posted the picture of her the first picture of her from the he deserves it she's been schlepping pictures of me all out to every chat she ever it's like i have a paparazzi who's drunk <laughs> who doesn't care about the value of the pictures Wait, the she's best, just like though? sending random family yeah. members weird side boob shots of me follow so the, her on the, instagram no, no, that's all the sideways pictures josh you're looking yes. at the second picture the first picture i took my nephew had taken of her and i used that one because i had it already in my in my email and uh, mom calls and starts yelling at me and saying like, I can't believe you used that picture. I look like Doc Holliday from Back to the Future. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, mom. Could be Doc Holliday from Winona. <laughs> first of all, mom, it is not Doc Holliday. It's Doc Brown. I don't care. Anyways, so we switched it. Lily, what? Wait, so am I using the good one or the Doc Brown one? No, no, you have the good picture. You have oh. the good picture. I had to, I erased okay. the Doc Brown one right away. Lily, what, or the Ted Danson one, depending on which one you want to say she looks like. Lily, what do you have to report about mom? About mom, um, specifically? Or just Spain? She, okay, so quickly I'm going to say I was able to take them both out, both of our parents. Take them, out, them. Walk them out. And so that was a big deal because then, you know, we were in the car, all of us, and I'm like, you know, all of a sudden I realized taking them on a 40 minute drive now it's just the same amount of people but in a smaller space than my apartment we're in the car and i was like getting sweaty and like nervous and i was like this was not a good idea why why am i this i feel worse but then we got to like a beautiful little spot and we're able to like look at the ocean where my son was like mom what's that big pool called again i was like the ocean and he's like oh that's what it is nice it's been so long we've been in our apartment for nearly 10 weeks and so that was really cool but the best was the other day mom and jose my husband full on having an argument about our dishwasher (laughs) because he saves everything like he will not throw anything out everything has a value he he saves electricity too just to keep josh likes to shave save electricity Mark, um, 
uh, up to date. When I stay at their house, whenever I leave the bedroom, even to like go to the bathroom, he runs in and turns off the air conditioner. Well, you also like run a really cold air conditioner. You run it at like 60. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. To be fair. But oh. the two of them are just like having this argument about, she's like, you need a new dishwasher. It's like, so mom, right? Like she yeah. comes into your house and she's like, you need a dishwasher right now. Mom's I'm going to get you, you need a dishwasher. With me and she has sent me new things that I don't know. Right. Yeah, exactly. No. Appliances show up on my porch this week. I got an air fryer the size oh, of our 2 Air fryers are good. Come on. So they are good. They are yeah, good. I, I have an air fryer related question for Wait, later. Wait, just one second. Yours. So the two of them are arguing and he's like, the, the dishwasher is fine. It's just not used to having this many people in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, can useful. I just end this conversation letting you know it's already been ordered and they're going to pick up this one and throw it out and it's coming on Monday and he's like, he just got up and walked away. He was like, forget it. Uh, My own two senses is somebody's offering you a new appliance. That's what I say. I'm I just agree. like, you know bring it on. All the and, kids in my family agree with that. It's our spouses that have okay. an issue. With yeah, yeah, yeah. But quick question about air fryers. Are they like a, a Canadian like, thing, as yeah. in like Canadians or Montrealers are more into them? It mm -hmm. feels to me like like the type of like a type of kitchen small kitchen appliance that feels very Canadian or Montreal to me. It, it came shortly after Can we bought a beaver tail in it. We wanted more giant round appliances. Well, I just <laughs> it's just that my instructions came in English and French Canadian, so it immediately <laughs> like very specifically. My box also my shipment came from Canada. <laughs> and I not only like that, it's... when it arrived, this huge box, I wasn't upstairs. Allie texted me, she goes, why is there a huge box? And we'll I was like, oh, no. The global supply chain. <laughs> well, well, what did I order in the middle of the night when I was, like, stressed <laughs> out? And I was just like, I started blaming random people. And then I realized it was the air fryer for mom that I didn't know was coming. Okay, let us get into the show. I want to welcome Mark. It's his first time on the show. Longtime listener, old friend. Um traveled the world with this man um before he presents me with an i told you show for recommending the last kingdom i want to ask him one really important question mark which i'll take credit for mark who no, well, we can share it josh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. we can share it please who's been talking about vikings for years <laughs> josh you recommend a lot of drek so to be fair you need to have someone to second oh. one of your dreks oh. in order for us to watch Back it down. like we need to have like at least a two Fringe. Vikings, come on. Okay, so Mark. And the magicians. Just yeah. <laughs> of Bebenbergen. Yeah. Or Bebenberg? Bebenberger. Um, or <laughs> your personal hero, Maximus oh. from Gladiator. Wow. Pick one I, to ride into battle with now. That's a false choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. I, I mean, they're so, so similar in so many ways. Um, Hmm. I, I gotta go with my heart says Uhtred. You know, right now I'm I'm besotted with Uhtred, so I'm gonna go with Uhtred. <laughs> but Maximus, come on, man! When he does like you know the whole scene where he pulls all the fellow gladiators together when they you know are attacking them from with chariots, brilliant. But with but with Uhtred, you never get these random scenes of billowing wheat. <laughs> so automatically Uhtred is advanced yeah it's a metaphor for death a very soothing one I thought but anyway but I think I mean that's a good point though Maximus is more of a general Uhtred's learning to be but whatever we we I, I like them both can I not like them both 
You can like them both, but we like we like false choices on this yes. show quite a lot. Now, speaking they're of, badasses in battle. Let's be clear about that. So, speaking of false choices, we're going to get into season four. Lots of spoilers. It, it, honestly, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't watched all of Last Kingdom yet, like turn it off. Go watch all four seasons on Netflix. It's a joy. Um, let's start with the first false choice. What was your, what is your best battle? What do you think was the best battle of season four? Um, I'm going to let Josh, who who is one of the two people who brought this to us, this show. I'll, I'll have you uh, lead us off. What was the best battle of this season? Of this season? You know, it was interesting because I, I kind of didn't love any of the battles per se as much as I did in the past season. Me too. Yeah. But if it, you know, they just they just weren't as intense. But I had there were two elements of each battle that I enjoyed. So the first battle with Knut, I liked seeing. Is, I can't remember her name. Ethelfled, whoever the Queen of Mercy is. I kind of like Ethelfled. Ethelfled. I like seeing Ethelfled kicks and butt. But I also really, really like Sigtrigger and the mental gamesmanship of the last one. I thought where he basically like. Um, emasculates King Edward with his strategy, I thought made that one maybe the most enjoyable, even though it wasn't technically the battle scene, it was the ongoing strategy of just like poking you, little You bring up a good tiles. point because I burned through all four seasons in like, what, like three weeks, guys? And I gotta tell you, I got a little bit of battle fatigue by the end, <laughs> and those last few eps when Sid Trigger, um, like you said, plays those mental games, it really freshens it up. It, it makes it exciting again. Sitriger, Sitriger to me, and we can get into this more when we talk villains, but to me, Sitriger is like a new age Uhtred. He's like the first like generation yeah. of leader who is learning from Uhtred and his ways and trying to adapt that to like a modern way of fighting. I mean, so, I, maybe I'm speaking too soon, but is he an Uhtred meets Alfred? So he he is and so one of the things that i really loved and we can i know we'll talk villains in a second but so i have as you guys know i have watched vikings and last kingdom together sort of all I'm once. currently both shows and, and the cool thing the cool thing about sig trigger is the vikings that are portrayed in viking which they reference in last kingdom as the ancestor like sig trigger is the ancestor of those those were all like the great strategic warriors like viking oh. warriors so you're saying Last was, Kingdom's a prequel? Kind of. It's a no. It's a yes. sequel. Without so, being a sequel, because they're two different shows. So no, Sig Last Trigger, Kingdom is before. Him. So no. they reference him as the, being oh, the descendant of Ivar the Bowman ah, and okay. another guy named Abba, okay. who are they're all like real Vikings over time, like historical Vikings. Right. But in the in that show, they're like the strategic wizards, and that's how they always win. They're not necessarily like the craziest fighters. They're all the strategy guys. So Citriger is it is kind of in his family tradition that type of strategy. Yeah, he's like the new mode of like we're not just going to go and rampage. All right, Mark, which was your battle of season four? So, so I agree with Josh. I think you made the point. Like there was no, there's no battle of Ethendom. I had to write that down, like where the, you know, which is the one where like, you know, King Alfred and the, it's one where, um, what's his name, kills uh, yeah. Uhtred's woman and, and mm -hmm. you know, with her head. But that is like, that is on a grand it's scale. That insult. is insult. When her, when his head gets, chop off his old head, head, off his old head yeah. and he breaks yep. the, the wall, yep. yeah. the shield wall. But, like, but just two forces clashing with the shield and it's when, um, what's his name, Leofrich? Yeah, uh, yeah. when he dies, yeah, that's a great and, battle. And that's a great battle. There was nothing to me in this last season that kind of met that bar. 
the other thing is like I think the the, the last battle is more interesting um, because it's a siege, right? It's the first siege that there's really kind of been, and so that's right. They like played chicken. Well, it, with it bookmarks yes. the it bookmarks the yes. terrible siege at the beginning. Yes, the failed siege at the beginning. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, that's a very good point. So I like that. And uh, the other thing is, I was talking to Shy about this just off, you know, outside of the show, but I was like. All of a sudden, people have bows, like and 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 arrows. Like all of a sudden, did that just come into like they weren't using? Were they using bows and arrows in the previous battles? Very little. They were, but it was like you know, it wasn't. Yeah. This. I don't think it's common. When was the old timey English? Uh, the longbow. Longbow brought yeah. in. I actually looked it up. It does correlate historically because I was so annoyed, not annoyed by it, but it just stuck in my. I was like, wait, what? And it, the Vikings did use longbows. It's just like all of a sudden, so maybe they just, I don't know. It's a, just an interesting new facet. And it was like actually pivotal. Okay. A couple battles. It could be, for all we know, a production budget issue. We're in the earlier seasons. They were like, we can't afford a bunch of bows and fake bow deaths. <laughs> Sorry, cut it from the script. And then they got more funding. They're like, I love when Becky bows. gets real. And she like, yeah. just like sometimes, like, sometimes it's just about the budget. Because there well, were bows in the previous seasons, but you would literally have like, two people get hit with an arrow yeah. and move on just to like pepper it in there to be like, look, it's here. And now it's just like, bow, 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 But it also bow. came over with the new group that came from Ireland. Exactly. Like, that's really what I was going to say. Waves of Vikings, right? And, I mean, I mean that was a, I mean, that was literally a game changer for the, at least for the English for a while, not to get too into the history mm -hmm. of it, but that like, is. you know, but the longbow was like, made them, you know, the best army in, you know, around and which they won the pivotal, what's the pivotal battle that they beat the France, French against, anyway. Um, anyway, I, I, I digress. We, all four Listen, of us no were raised in knows. Canada. The only <laughs> thing we know about is the plans to Abraham. The battle of the expert minds <laughs> with the wolf. No, it's the one of like Henry Durant, 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 and whatever. All right, so we, right. we got some. We got a whole bunch of. We got some new villains this season. Mm -hmm. We got some old villains that keep hanging on, sometimes <laughs> against all odds. So of the surviving villains, I have listed, and please feel free to throw in other ones. We've got Haston, who is. He's really uh he's sort really of villainy story to watch. Right. He's kind of yeah. like the new um Ethelwald in a way. Kind of just like this. Yeah. But he's smarter. He's a guy. sneaky guy. He's smarter though. Sneaking he's around and staying alive. That's we a got good six. point. He's kind of the new Ethelwald. I didn't even thought about that. Like but... he's like the Vikings Ethelwald. Like he can't be trusted. He screws yes. everything up. He's just yes. looking out for his own skin. He you know? definitely yeah. like no one should have left him children to look after. No, <laughs> what was no. he was going to trade like, those well, first opportunity. When, when Brita was like, they're safer and more with us. And <laughs> he does one of the most annoying right. things ever, though, right? Like, it, it, in terms of, like, plot advancement, he's like, oh, I caught Uhtred, the greatest warrior ever. I'm just going to leave him hanging from a tree with two random it was, guys. It was a bit much. Come on. Thank you. I, I felt that was I, I, I also voiced that to, well, to Shy. I thought the that only was... thing is I could think of is that he doesn't really want to kill him. Like he uh... you know what I mean? Like he's I mean he does he gets less and less vicious. It's like, as it's the like show a little bit of on. their game has Yeah, it's and cat and mouse between and them. Uchra, I don't think he's that invested. Kill him. Uchra didn't kill him either. And he got a little it felt a little like a Bond movie or something where like, you know, like, I won't just kill exactly. you, Jason Bond. I'll, you know, put you <laughs> in a laser, a laser coming or something happening and then I'll just go away and hope, to, I'll figure you're dead, right? I mean, it's like, it was a little bit like that, right? It's like, that entire scene was to show the redheaded woman saving them. Oh yeah, Edith, question. I like her. Not to skip ahead, I know we're doing villains, but 
it's completely unclear to me what motivation Heston has to protect her and keep her safe oh, during because oh, he wants her as a sex slave. Oh, he wanted but her. does he like use her as a sex slave during Probably. that month of siege? No, or he's just he keeping her around. Like it. He likes her. Hey, but he might. I mean, there's it, no reason to think he wouldn't. Heston is a weird dude. I mean, he's not a character. Yeah. Yeah, I can necessarily think he's like raping her. I don't right? know what his motivation is because he's yeah. clearly not going to be the head of the Vikings anymore. He right. clearly doesn't care about fighting anymore. He just so wants, he no, he like, says his motivation is he just wants money and land. He just wants to like retire, hang out. Money. Which is really interesting when you think about like the history of revolutionaries and things like that, that like as you guys who have been fighting their whole life get older, they're like, eh, maybe a compromise. Maybe I can sell <laughs> out a little bit. This is getting a little ridiculous. Okay, so that's Haston. We got Citrin. Heston, what's with so your pronunciation? Do you watch know. the show? Heston, yeah. <laughs> Sick Trigger really a villain? I thank well, you. Exactly. Thank you. That's, a good question. That's what makes him so fascinating. I like this character. He was like I did my too. favorite new character. When he was yeah. when he first I mean, when he first showed up, I was like, who's this pretty Viking? I was like, hi. <laughs> With so the black bad, bad boy Prague <laughs> Viking. <laughs> and then He's like the cure meets Vikings. <laughs> hundred percent. And then and then yeah, I guess I mean I think it depends on what happens in the next season. Like, he obviously looks up to Uhtred, but is Citricker going to betray Uhtred, or is he going See, I to... I think Edward is going to be the villain next season going after Citricker, because the Vikings' intent is always land. They always just want new and more fruitful land. Well, they also want to kill the Saxons sometimes. Yeah, no, they also want to kill all the... It feels like a benefit to them trying to... Like, Sick Trigger, all he wanted was land at the end. He, like, he, he, he could have less him, the old-school warring... Viking, right, more right. the like. I, I agree. We have to assume he's not going to be such a villain that. next season because he has baby Bebora. Yeah, he has, he has Uhtred's daughter, and there seems to be like a bit of a spark there, unless that's so a mystery. So, my theory is he's the new Alfred. He's like the new yeah. one that cares about the history. I agree. Smart and mm. like you never kind of really know his. He can and, vacillate his intentions. They've, they've already established like a pretty psycho villain at the beginning, yeah. who we now Junior know exists. As, yeah, Junior Junior Bevenberg. baby Bevenberger. Yeah. He, <laughs> he didn't make the list for me because he's like the villain of the future. I think. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Um, so and this might be jumping the gun, but like how if the season felt to me was. You know, and we can talk about Bioka and that death, but like, but baby Bebenberg got under Uhtred's skin and like Uhtred was, for the first half of that season, shook. Like he was, right. he was kind of lost. It's the first time, like, not the first time, but it really the first time in a long time. Like Uhtred's the beginning of that season was, you know, feeling his oats. He's with Ethel, fled, sorry, like, you know, first scene, bam. Uh, and, you know, he's kind of hanging out. He's ready to go back. He thinks he's going to waltz in and retake Bebenberg. And then it all goes to sh hell in yeah, a handbasket. Which, which I'll bring up to our first point of which is the best battle. What's so interesting about the Bebenberg battle is that it knocks Uhtred down a peg. And this is exactly. the first time, other than when, like, he's disgusting skate yes. is, like, controlling him. He's, like, really – but he always had, like, a mission and a plan during yep. – that dark period. This is the first time he's knocked. He's like truly knocked down a peg, and his right, loss. Exactly right. And the loss of Bayoka is so deep. It's like deeper than any of the other ones. And his kid is in the mix. Like, like, there's a lot going on oof. there. I yeah. like the kid. Did you guys like? Yeah. The kid? Yes. I like yeah. the kid. I, I think they did a great job with the kid. More of the kid. 
What does Mark have to say? Because I thought they did, they, kids can be super annoying. And I thought they did a pretty good job. Yeah, they, they were neither here nor there. I, I liked uh, his daughter, Siora? Siora. Siora, better than the son. Yeah, I, I mean, she was I mean, like. I think he did too. <laughs> yeah, she's like she's like baby Uhtred, and then right is him, and the other guy, she's he's just like so annoyed with him the whole time. But yeah. he has potential. Yeah, he does. He, he definitely just, has a brave streak. His son's like the next Bianca, other than yeah. Father Peering, who's like the current Bianca. Your leg, yeah. Again, does nobody actually watch the show while they're like, listen, Bioka. Bioka, yeah. The son becoming the continuing dialogue of Uhtred's relationship with Christianity. Fair point. I think yeah. a really important yeah. part of the show. In some ways, Father Bioka, his, his right. story That's ended a good point. on a lot of different levels. And one of them was he's no longer trying to, he was no longer trying to, advance Uhtred's relationship with God. He had sort of found this medium water zone where he kind of understood him, whereas yeah. whereas his son is still trying to have this like com- conflicting dialogue yeah. with him, which and I think makes we... it interesting, even if he never buys but into it. Well, if Uhtred we is the balance. Like, right, yeah. Right, like of all this zealousness, Uhtred always ends up playing the balance out to the, to the zealous. Like the kid, when the kid comes, he's like 1,000%, you know, ahead with with religion and then you think by the end he sort of comes to see a bit of a balance in it oh yeah mm-hmm. that's that's true but you also see Uhtred mature like when he go, is willing to be baptized again right. for his third time <laughs> that was actually a really sorry that to get ahead of ourselves in the discussion but that was actually a really cool part of the plot like you know where we talked about the earlier kind of setup where he left them hanging you know from literally from trees it was like okay um but that was just like really cool where he got you know he he became, uh, you know, the the king of Mercia, as interim at interim, right? And then he handed immediately over to Ethelflaed. Was that, and, that and Edward was pissed. Yeah, that whole episode was the apex of the season, in my opinion. Episode seven, agree. That's right. where yeah. Edward, yeah. like, you start to see Edward show a little flash of like, oh, maybe he is kind of Alfred-like, but then in the end, maybe not. You know, like there was just so much drama in that episode that I felt was maybe missing yeah. from different parts of the season. I didn't understand Edward's arc. If we're there, we can talk about Edward. Like Edward, was kind of, yeah, Edward showed a lot of promise. Like the end of last season when I his think dad they couldn't decide. Yeah. I feel like they couldn't decide which way they were going. With yeah, him. he's so easily manipulated in the first yeah. half of the season and, by his father. And then all of a sudden, he gets a backbone. Right. Five minutes. I felt like part of the theme was this brains over brawn type deal. Like, you know, if you think about the Battle of Canute, Breed is always like the strategist, and Canute just goes on a rampage, and then they all die. Edward yeah, right. eventually like gives into like screw it. I'm just gonna charge the walls until all right. my men die. But right. the people that win are like Uhtred and Sigtrigger, who are the strategists. Well, yeah. and interestingly enough, Uhtred does make the point. I can't remember who's talking to Finnan or, or whoever, but uh, but you know, you know, partly because his kids are inside there, and and Ethelflaed is Ethel? No, she's not there. Sorry, I apologize. But 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 he goes like he goes. I was too hasty at Bebenbridge, Bebenberg. Sorry. Bevenberg, and that cost you. that cost me, you know, it cost me Bioka and mm-hmm. Bioka or Bioka. Now I'm never going to Bioka. Bioka. Don't worry, and, um, I'll be here to correct well, everyone. <laughs> thank you. Um, but like that was like pivotal in the sense that you know, like he he, you know, it made him more um, retro uh, um, uh, conservative 
and kind yes. of, you know, like, let's not just rush to the walls and, and you know, kill ourselves needlessly. Well, because so, if you remember in most of the discussions in the past with Alfred and whomever, his answer is always just like, kill the, kill the Vikings, kill them, kill them, kill, 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 them kill the Danes. Like, let's yeah. do this now while we have Kill them, yeah. Right. And, right. He's actually, while he is a good strategist, his, his strategy is always just to kill as many of them as possible, as quickly as possible. My, yeah. uh, we really yeah. taking a beat here. Yeah. Go I, ahead. I, I was just going to say, we cannot gloss over my favorite villain of the season. Oh. Lady Ellsworth brought it. Like, <sighs> I, I hated her. She is, I hated her. That, and I, I hated her, her for, for three full seasons. Like when she would come on the, Wait, sc the queen? screen. The yeah, queen, talk yeah. about character Sorry. development. And, right. And yeah, then in this I, season, I, I was totally like, oh, you down. go. So like, Wait a minute. She was the worst forever. Ever. All of a sudden we like her. Okay, and I but found myself I'll tell you why. Here's, I've been thinking about it a lot. Her motivations never change. Her motivations right. are always about number one, about protecting her and her king or her kingdom and or whatever. Alfred England. And no matter right, no matter what, yeah, no matter I what the cost. Yeah. And it just so happens that in season four, and this is what's super cool, it's like a reverse character development. Our motivations and her motivations all of a sudden line up. Like oh. I totally you know? agree. It's a great point. But if she doesn't change, it's just that they brought us into alignment with her, which was yeah. so much cooler. Also, yeah. you, you find without Alfred there, you get other characters being our voice that are like, bitch, you made this bed. Oh, I now you gotta that. sleep in it. Like <laughs> we have been trying to say Father that to her. Pulig is just right. like and everybody's like, mm, sorry, you're a bitch. So <laughs> now that Alfred's not but there. Her, I love that you And that was that, like, like great. Her. Her arc was really one of my favorite arcs. Yeah, of this for season. sure. Just for sure. I, I, I really right, like the went whole from reason, hating her to like indulging her The character. whole reason she starts caring about Edward's firstborn, Evelstan, is not because all of a sudden she's evolved no, and cares about her. Not. It's because she wants that kid on the throne because she can control him and get the England that she wants. Like she doesn't, now she doesn't want the-, the Do you think that she, there's, there's no remorse there? There's no kind there of- There is. Empathy? I think there's some, because, but yeah. it, that's not the spark. It's not sparked by remorse and empathy. I, I think, think it's her, sparked by her Bioka not liking. Her, yeah. Cause remember Bioka before he, he gives her really a talking down to yeah. that yeah. to resonate with her. I think she he, had remorse when he left, when she found out Bioka left and it was because of her. I felt like that yeah. was a bit of a, like, the first time I'd seen her display any vulnerability. And I, and I think she does feel badly when, when she realizes the extent to which this kid has been separated from the mother. Right. And it, so, she does, but, but, but she she's not going to, keep, she keeps him separate from the mother so she could be the one to control him. When she's yeah, like, she, oh, mom, you had a visit. You're never seeing him again, though. Right now, I'm his <laughs> like, mom. Yeah, like, true. so I think, yeah, I think it was more the Bioko. You see I, her vulnerability. She's I also, still crazy bitch. I also enjoyed how smart she thinks she is and how immediately everybody figured out that that kid, who that kid was. Like, right. No one had yeah. any, like, there was no, like, oh, we have to hide his identity because immediately the father-in-law was like, uh, pretty so sure. what's the bastard doing here? And, right. and, and, by the way, the father-in-law, what's his name? I hate him. Oh, oh, I don't know. He's a good villain. He's missing from the list. It's two villains. great villain. Ethel. Elrod, too, yeah. Like, those two guys were the most hated of the season, right? But we're talking about Lady like, is she gonna oh, even... that's what I meant, Airwolf. Airwolf, yeah. Well, Which he's dead. He? I didn't, oh, I didn't really like He's like a minor villain. Did well, so is Ethelwith is dead, too. Bad guy for most of the season. Ethelwith is dead, too, Shai. Yeah, Which I one's know. that? Erdwald, here's my thing with Erdwald, 
or Erdwar. He's the Erdwar. Er, 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 like the Ethelwald of this season for me. He was always yeah. trying to yeah. play everyone, but he was too dumb. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He he was the he he That's moved true. a lot of the plot along, but he was doomed. Yeah, he yeah. clearly is, was a dumb dumb. It was a matter um, of time. But we don't even know if Lady Ellsworth is going to make it to the next season. I thought, yeah, that, I thought she gonna, died. Did she die or did not? She die? Mean, she died. No, she died. That's very like vague. It's like very, it was very vague. I agree. It's just like um, oh. just, just like uh, uh, Brida's uh, uh, Rita's rather baby. It's like they yeah. just didn't, yeah. they didn't quite. Okay, close that so door. the oh, mean father-in-law is Ethelhelm. By the way, okay. Oh, okay. I feel like so he that, could be a villain too. We, we talked about Lady Ellsworth. She was really. Lady Ellsworth. Sorry. She, sure. Lady Ethelhelm. Oh yeah. Is the mean father-in-law. Lady Ellsworth was feeling the loss of Alfred. What do you guys make of the 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 emptiness of no Alfred? Does the show by the end of season four fill in that space? Because for me, a lot of this was, was about was about building yeah. up the character space that was left by right. the like, most important if, character. If Edward is supposed to replace him, then no. Like, right. I, like, I, I, have to say, I texted watch, you... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Becky. I think watching the seasons back-to-back, I felt his, his I felt like the empty space in the story where, you know, where Alfred is not like it, it, I really felt it. And I think the same way, like the characters felt like everything is just not the same. I don't have the same faith that we're going to unite the kingdoms. Everything's going to fall apart. You know, like I was really feeling that without him. And I was really worried that they wouldn't be able to fill that gap. And I agree. I think Josh, everyone is kind of about to say this, that, um, Sid Trigger might be a good one to fill that. And Ethelflaed is solid, man. She's great. Yeah. Ethelflaed, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, yeah, I think she's so much better of, than Edward. I think lots of characters came to the forefront. I think, like, it was sad that Bayoka died. It was sad that Alfred was gone. But now Ethelflaed is a more... Yeah, it's the only way character. to move the story forward. You gotta move the story forward. Yeah. I so like the first four episodes, Shai, I think I even texted you. I was like, eh, I'm not feeling this one as much because I was missing Alfred. Um, and I do really think that Sig Trigger from like that sort of mysterious, you never know which way he's going to do, but you know, he's smart as smarter, smarter than everyone helped to fill that gap. But I agree. It did bring room for other characters. Like I thought Finnan was one of my MVPs of this season. Oh, like yeah. he's so oh, much yeah. more Finnan and he's so much fun. Right. Exactly. Oh, I spent exactly. the whole season Finan anxious like... that Finnan was going to die. But do we also feel like Citric just does not get enough lines? Like he never speaks. Have you noticed that? He's very pretty. He's had almost no lines. He's not as much in this season. And another character who I adore in all the shots. Like he doesn't speak though. But he doesn't speak. But Lily, are you saying um, Hild? Hild. I was was about to say, where's my Hild? Where's Hild at? He was one of my favorite characters. She's so my favorite character. Yeah, I, the whole time. I think I think the show does something that not a lot of shows does, is that it really yeah. it doesn't wedge the characters <laughs> into the story. Um, all the other shows do. It, meaning Alfred's story arc ended. The story naturally ended. They didn't like artificially keep him alive. They moved the story forward, and they had been laying the groundwork with all the other characters to have space. Bayoka's story was over. It was time to move him on. And I think Hild didn't fit in for whatever reason, but she's going to make a huge... Right, they didn't need to kill her a, off. She's got to be like, a huge they can, role right. the They don't have to kill her off, but they yeah. just keeping her for when... Well, he's got to raise Ethelstan. I don't know why I feel like Hild will be maybe a part of that. Oh, yeah. 
That's a really right. good point. Yeah, he's got to raise Ethelstan. That's where she can come in. All right, so one of the most important women in the show from the beginning is Brita. But I got to say, from a story arc standpoint, unlike Bayoka and Alfred, whose stories naturally ended, she's the only one that I feel like is artificially being She's helped. like Daenerys. He should have just killed her. He should have yeah. just been over she's, with. I agree. He's, they, they've um, Khaleesi'd her in the sense that, like, <laughs> I feel like they've made her so like crazy and psycho and un so unlikable, unlikable now, and yes. so vengeful like in, and poisoned. In last season, last season, that you're just like, okay, well, when she dies, we're not going to care. Or if in the end of the whole series, Uhtred dies, let's say, like whenever this is over, that's how it ends, and you know maybe she's the one that kills him. Like they're just, I'm like, I'm not sure what her vehicle is now except for some sort of like demise that is going to be major that's right like, yeah, but or the, saying, like or last the... season it's really disappointing considering last season when ragnar yes. was killed oh, and she knew yes. have this like incredible yes. story right being together yes. and avenging him absolutely Becky, and you're right yes. and now it's like they've just turned her into like some crazy some crazy hysterical woman, woman losing her mind who's just focused on revenge you're like oh, what yeah. so what are they gonna do next season now she becomes like a loving, nurturing mother and gives up battling. Like, what are they? No, gonna... I think she raises. She no them. longer feels like the ying, like the ying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that was right. that was Lost. always a, a great thing that I think yeah. the show had. Well, the story is also the love moving. between them. It's moving beyond, especially with Citriger, and I mean, it actually happened in the show. It's moving beyond Saxons versus Danes. You're yes. seeing more intermarriage. Right. Stiora's like the example of that, right? Like that right. her her kind of old world view isn't really as as relevant i have like just like a medical question so this is a woman who's who unfortunately she has not been able Multiple, to carry a child yeah. to term believe me shy i was like fascinated by it. i'm like what who this, is the one that is writing this, this part of the story this season she's pregnant with knut's um uh, ginger baby and she she is thrown in a pit she goes in multiple battles yeah she's starved pregnant. she's starved hello she's starved. and dehydrated I thought about the starving part i'm like that can't, um hello that can't helena play. helena orphan oh. black <laughs> hello sure. that was I when she's held captive in the desert but and she, she hallucinates was, and but she was like a genetically engineered fighting machine i guess brita is too but it's just she's I, genetically like, engineered she's at a just certain a point i you know i'm like what how is she surviving this yeah. pregnancy or why like to becky's point her arc like it was the pinnacle of her when they had that scene like oh you know where they're sitting I, together yeah, and just talking. Exactly. I also thought it was it was really cool. Not that it's cool. That's not the right way to say it. I thought it was very interesting that they have a very powerful woman. It was conflicting to me. She is an I mean, there's an incredible, amazing women characters. Hild, Ethelfled, even Aylesworth, right? Mothers, warriors. Like Ethelfled's a mom. I completely forgot about that, by the way. <laughs> She's like, my daughter. I was like, isn't she like 15? How'd she have a daughter? <laughs> Anyways, so I remembered that then it was with that hot Dane that she hooked up with. Fine. But <laughs> Brita is like the most powerful woman and yet clearly infertile, like throughout the whole show. And I'm like, what yeah. is that saying? You know, with the patriarchy have to do with this blah 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 like she is um is manly and it means she can't have children why couldn't she be both you know and then all of a sudden i was like you know what well, it's actually she doesn't need to be a mother to be i was like going back and forth in my head and then she has this insane pregnancy and i'm just like you know what she doesn't need that 
Like, I'm sorry. The poor woman's had five or ten miscarriages. Leave her alone. Now she has to be pregnant and tortured. It just annoyed me. I think if the baby survives, she will be... I was happy for her, but it annoyed me. She will breed the baby like she promised as, like, a Saxon killer. Killer, yeah. And it will become the enemy of Ethelston. So if there is a... Yeah. If there's a time jump... Like, like, oh, sorry, Star Wars. you brought up something that I was going to ask, which is could they time jump? It felt like then none, none of the characters could be alive because oh, no one lived yeah. past like they're 20. All, then. They're already <laughs> like have to be at the youngest 40. I've been doing the math over and over. No, again. they're like 25. Great. This show so would have had to have started when Utrid is like 14 in order for him to still yeah. be alive. He cannot. I- with I need you guys time. to watch Vikings and then we can talk about time jumps. That's, All right. That's um, Marco, you were going to say something, Mark. Uh, I, I, oh, I was going to say, is that, is Brita's son going to be, you know, the one who becomes Uhtred's killer? It's just a, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good point. But I do agree with you, Becky, on the, on the, you know, I was doing the math myself with his two kids now fully grown from, you know, from uh, his, uh, you know, his marriage with, um, uh, Gisela. Yeah, Gisela. Where I was like, I was like, wait a minute, that's a good 15, are they about 15 maybe? I don't know. So I'm like, they're not so technical. They're like, like 13 and you know, four, 13 and 14, or back then people just look much over the, o- is, older and they're nine and 10. Like, I don't a, know. Is there a <laughs> third Uhtred baby, by the way? There, there is. is. Where is it? And why did the older siblings pretend well, it doesn't second. exist? Well, wait a second. Is baby Uhtred the baby Uhtred? That's what I thought. What? Baby Uhtred is the one, is the one he, where people had died. Right. Baby Uhtred killed Perfect. his mom. But then there's technically a baby between Stiora and baby Uhtred. Where's that kid? Baby is, is not oh. the one they killed his mom. There's the oldest. The oldest child was Uhtred, which is the Uhtred son that we're following in this season. No, the, the oldest child, child, child is Stiora. No, I gotta go Stiora. rewatch all this stuff. You guys, no, no, no way. I'm gonna rewatch it. I'm sure his out for his first born like son, and then Stiora is a is the second, and then he had a third one, which is the baby that. Gisela died giving okay. birth to re- That was my then question. They, then this is retcon because they okay, yeah. act as if this boy killed the mom in the show, no, in the don't. season. No, they don't. Don't they like, no, make they reference? Don't. No? No. Her, or no, maybe he not. just makes reference to her dying. In fact, it was confusing to me because that, uh, I'm sorry, what's his name? The son, the, the, the Uhtred. I'm uh, sorry, Uhtred like, talks about his mom. And I'm like, and I actually, Shai, I think I raised the same yeah, question. Right. I'm like, wait a minute isn't this the son that was born that she died giving birth to? Because I, I was the same way with you, Becky. I was like, wait, like, either the, you know, like, I, I was just trying to do the math and do the kind of calculation in my head. So I don't I know. I thought there were three kids, but maybe it's that third kid that the mom no, died. No, sure has three kids because when he comes back from no, whatever um, battle, no, because, yeah. there's a little boy running around right. that's right. his son that he's as high right. to. Gisela's holding Stiora in yeah. her arms and she's like, and what about your daughter? And he like kisses the daughter. And then like the next season they have a baby. She dies. Yeah, but maybe that baby dies and she dies. But- no, they show you but, baby live, and yes. in the previously, you know, they do like previously, previously on. He references in like two of those, and my youngest child, who I despise for killing my killing, wife. Right, yeah, right. I knew that when we started season four, I, I was like, there's a third baby. Where is well, it? Either it's not a lot. I don't know. I but I was just googling for family trees for Uhtred, and there is one. Okay, so speaking of <laughs> speaking of, he deaths, did exist though. He did. Gisela, exist. Gisela's deaths were 
was terrible. But what about this season? Who was the best death? Which one did you enjoy the most or think was the most creative or just served the story well? Like, for me... The brain squeeze is pretty... Brain the brain squeeze, squeeze was like almost like games yeah. of Game of Thrones when he pops the yeah. guy's eyes out. You're like, yeah. ugh. That was. That's a bit up a notch. I did not watch the brain squeeze. And way during that. And 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 and, and who was it? What's the guy's name? Ethelred. Ethel. Yeah, Ethel Ethel the brain squeeze guy. Yeah. yeah. He. It was weird too with his character because through like the brain injury, they kind of allowed him like some redemption. Like he was right. kind of like he was I'm almost sorry. like nice. Yeah. He was almost nice to Ethelred and like why have I been such a douchebag? And like, he's like, like no know. one ever loved me. I had no. Yeah. Love. <laughs> but, he, but, he, but he was also like, it was weird. Like his brain had been, his hard drive had been wiped clean. He was like, wait, was I a jerk? Like it was weird. Uh, you know, I, I just didn't know why they went there, but it was kind of interesting. You know, that they kind of made. So they had his brain leaking out of his head. Oh, it was so gross. Oh, God. Doesn't it just make you, like, everything about the Dark Ages so (laughs) nauseating? This is, like, (laughs) before the Dark Ages, even. So I'm going to go with. Yeah, it was. I'm going to go with Earwald. Is that his name? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Because I like that it showed that Sig Trigger also has a completely ruthless side. Like, beyond the strategy. He's like, you know what? For advancing my cause, I'm going to chop this guy up. Okay, I like that. I, and I, also, he was so depraved that I was kind of happy to see him go, just like when Ethelwald dies. Yeah, and, you know, oh, yeah. yeah. it's like a satisfying no death. He was a crappy, he wasn't a great character. Yeah. Exactly. The, the brain squeeze was great for creativity. I think that the most sort of interesting death of the season was Father Bayoka's. I think well, yeah, that I was, a, was big, emotional. a big Again, by an arrow. Um, uh, a crossbow, probably oh, yeah. came and, from another world. And, and here's exactly. the thing: they, they use okay. this expression in wrestling called "putting someone over." If the young guy who takes over Bevenbergen is going to be a formidable enemy, just Bevenber, but you but can whatever, call whatever for to Uhtred, he can't just be a good strategist. There needs to be a reason for us to hate him. So they needed to oh, give right. him yeah. some big win. And by him going after Uhtred's son and then having Beoka end up getting killed, you end up with like a real motivation for one day at some point when someone retakes Bevenberg, which I don't necessarily think is going to be Uhtred. I think it's entirely possible his son or his daughter, Stiora, and their offspring end up with Bevenberg and not um, and not uh, him himself. But when that guy is undone, we're going to remember he's the guy that killed Bayoka. So yeah. I agree. Well, it ups the stage. I, I think I, – I, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I, I was thinking it ups the stage. Yeah, I felt like uh, – on the, on the other hand, I felt like Canute's death was like – in fact, I was surprised Knut gave Uhtred such a fight. You know, like, I felt like Uhtred should just, like, handle him. Like, Knut, no, it was never a serious Viking yeah, challenger to me. In that they set him up to be one of the big villains of the season. Then you're like, yeah. oh, I guess there is no big villain this season. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's a fair point. Right, right, they right, do. Right. They do switch lanes a lot as far as who the villain is. And The sickness kind of just was a villain for two episodes. Yeah. Yes. There, there I mean, were... we're still in that episode here. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> when two... that came out, I was like, oh, God, the air is bad. <laughs> I, I feel like this was two seasons in one, which I think they've sort of done before. I feel like you had this section that led up to the end with sure. Newt, and then yeah. they're like, okay, we're prepping you for the second phase. <laughs> well, now, 
the fact that I remotely liked it, like I, the fact that I liked it and enjoyed watching it, I was like, this show could shit the bed at season four, and it was great. Like, yeah, I, I was, think the, the know, second half especially was really especially good. second half. But even oh. then, like, I was enthralled. I was enjoying watching the characters. I was interested, and I was like, wow, season four seasons of this—that's impressive. So, yeah. so who is your non-Utrid MVP of the season? Becky, go. His, uh, his, uh, oof, oof. I have like three. Uh, just say them. Okay, it would be him. his two children for sure. I actually really loved his, his son. Hard Utrecht. to bring kids into a show and make them not. But yeah, like I, Ethel I especially... Stan, even that little cute kid who's like, I'm no one. I, I like no one. Um, <laughs> I thought he was I, good too. But I have to say like, and even if I have to pick, pick between, it's hard to pick between the two because I love, I love what they each represent, but I really loved his relationship with his son from like the first moment he like basically kidnaps his kid to how you actually see they're going to build a relationship um and then i i love the introduction of of um all right how about you mark children oh i i mean mvp that's a hard one i would say um i mean i i i who do i like for mvp I mean, there were so many, like, there there were so many, like, kind of passing, there there were so many kind of, you know, minor characters, and nobody really was, like, on the same level as Uhtred, in my view. I mean, um, Edward was, Edward annoyed me most of the season. He Uh, he might be your LVP. That's your least favorite. Yes, yes. Agreed. As I said, I was disappointed, like, Hild's been my, one of my, I just love her character. I love that, you know, the actress who plays her is just fantastic. Um, I like, um, this is a weird choice, but I like, what's the guy who's, uh, Ethel fled? Um, no, no, no. Oh, Al Helms. Al Helms. Who's like, who's also Ethel a really fled. interesting, like, yeah, his Ethel fled's like kind of like Man Friday, right? He's, right. Really, he's got her back. And that's a really interesting, but he's also kind of like, he loves her, but he's never, he's right, that's an unrequited love. Right. But, right. He, exactly. but it's recognized. He's got I want her to say back. shy on the on he's that note. Althelm is my most improved player. Oh. He is by mm. far my most. Okay, improved. Well, he was Ethelred's like bitch, and then he yes. totally yes. switches. Yes, he's well, MVP. Yeah. I think that's true. MVP. Yeah, or he did get he did get stabbed. <laughs> you know, you probably stopped supporting the guy that stabs you. Stabbed him. Yes. <laughs> he switched teams after that. <laughs> but but he's like low key, like interesting. Yeah. Like he always has. He always brings value to his like. You know, he doesn't. He's just cool. I like him. He's he's become like he's gone from like villainous to cool. Yeah. You know, I agree. Yeah, that's a that's a good evolution yeah. too of a character. Growth, yeah. So I'll, I'll do that. I, other than that, there weren't like I guess Sig Trigger, for for lack of a better. I like the, by the way, I like the king. I like the Welsh king who I thought got a raw deal. Like he wasn't as much of an, an ass as no, he wasn't. I mean, the, he wasn't the. It was his brother that was, was really his bad. brother. Thank right, you. that yeah. was a torture. Remember, right. and you remember before he went off to for his um uh, his religious pilgrimage. pilgrimage thank you. Um, before he did that, he actually said to his brother, like, dude, don't, you know, don't wear victory on your sleeve. Don't treat, you know, he's about, it was about uh, with Brita. He was like, don't treat her like that, you know, right. and, you know, and then he went off and he was actually kind of cool. So, but he, he was a minor role kind of, you know, and he met yes. a dad. All right. Uh, Josh, how about you? 
Uh, so you guys know, I, I got two, so you guys know uh, how I feel about Sig Trigger, but just a couple of the scenes that I liked with him that I thought were really cool was when he's making Steora read all of Alfred's history. That yes, right, right. Uh, like, Man, this guy, this guy is super thank smart. Thank you. That was a great yeah. scene because it was yeah. learning too. Right, yep. and not like raping her funny. and like beating her or anything. That was refreshing. Yeah, and he even protects her from your wife. Right. Whatever the guy's right. name yes, was. he does. <laughs> so but the guy I enjoyed the most, uh, as I mentioned, was Finnick. I just thought he was the plug. Uh, he's the when, best. When he's afraid of the sickness, when he's like, we're rich and let's go get drunk. Like, he's just such a... And after Bayoka dies, the way he yeah. gives Uttra that yeah. Yeah. talk. He pumps and, up. He's like yeah. the one that's always loyal, rallying the guys. I just thought... This was his season to shine, and he stepped up to it. And he gets the uh, he gets uh, Edith. At Edith, the end. yeah. Right. Is that right? Like, well, do they? Do they? Well, yeah, they're like in they're making yeah. eyes at each other we, the whole we time. We put it this way: like as as the kids say, I'm shipping them. I'm shipping the the Finn and the Finn and Edith. For Edith for four yeah. Edith. get together. He's literally nothing for his loyalty to Uhtred. He's like the random Irish guy that's always just hung around and been like, yeah, good shit will happen if I hang out with this guy. And then he finally. Well, they were gets, slaves together. Together. Yeah, yeah they, they go way back. Yeah, when they really reminded me that they were yeah. slaves together, yeah, I, got they... anxious I forgot about that. Oh my that. God, he survived the longest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like something's yeah. gonna happen to him. Oh no, like, you can't forget I'm... that they were. That's when they met and bonded, right. man. That's why. Like, that's you know, how that's... he's like an Irishman, and there. Yeah, and yeah, like right, one exactly. of one of the yeah. best moments for me on the show, best moments of revenge, is when they arrive back oh, from yeah. being slaves, and he stabs the guy in the neck and goes pull. Because yeah, because oh. because remember because oh. like Uhtred, Uhtred's so weak he can't. Yeah, and it's, actually, it's actually Finnan who like you know yeah just says and leave him to me. That was a sorry we're regressing. Such a it's great okay. such a great moment because like Ragnar uh, was right. Wait, I know. Yeah, Ragnar, yeah, Ragnar, 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 Ragnar saves like it was such a great brother to brother moment like where he's like he didn't forget him and he was like there's that moment he's like he didn't think we'd forget you like you know. And right. it was such a beautiful moment. And then the revenge and like, and again, like that, that was completely section. broken. And, and again, sorry, Hill. Hill, that scene with Hill, him and Hill in the beautiful. long grass. Beautiful. I love Loved that it. scene where they're like, actually, part of that whole episode is that it's one episode. Yeah. That whole storyline yeah. is one episode. This is, this is season <laughs> one Amazing. for people who are following at home, by two. the way. No, it's season, season two. two. Season two. Like yeah. the beginning I gotta of go back two. and rewatch all this stuff. So. One app. That scene right. is yeah. great. As, as opposed to a show like Game of Thrones, which would have dragged oh, that out for two Twelve episodes just took travel to a battle. Just rowing. Rowing and pus. <laughs> We've just been rowing and pus. Um, so, uh, and the other, so the other thing, I just have to get this out of my chest. And we were talking about um, Rita and her kind of arc. And last last season, I was really glad they kind of, you know, but again, they, it, it seems to have no kind of bearing on this season. But like, you know, I felt like her and Uchid buried some skeletons, like in the sense of like they, 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 they bonded over Ragnar's revenge, you know, and a revenge for his death, rather. And 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 getting um, at the wall at the end was like a beautiful. What a great last scene was. You know, he throws mm -hmm. him. The, he throws him the blood for change for his trip, and then like, oh. oh, what a great scene. Anyway, but like you remember, like he was able to tell her what had actually happened, why he didn't go with Ragnar to retake uh, Bevenberg. Then remember, he's like, and because he never says that to Ragnar because mm -hmm. he doesn't want to like, you know, he just kind of takes it on the chin, and why he stays in Wessex. 
So it was great that way. Like I felt like, and then I felt like it was back to nothing. This, like, you know, she was yeah. back to, to the point of they're turning her into the Khaleesi of the show where it's like, yeah. and I guess she's just lost her mind. Like, yes, right, we're not going to yes. track this in any way. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I want to believe the writers are better than that. And she'll have some kind of like, you know, turn around or, they'll, or they'll give a little depth right, to it. So, so predictions for season five. Um, it's okay. I'll give my MVP. Oh, who's no your problem. MVP? Oh, yeah. No I didn't do mine either. My, I have a, just, yeah, I have but you're given... the host, so you have to take one for the team sometimes, but I'm not. So <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, I'll be very brief. I'm just going to say that I thought Lady Edith was a cool addition to the show. Agreed. I think I agree. she moved the story along a lot. She risked herself a ton. She picked the good guys. And hello. Yeah, I have I have Edith, Edith cool. cool. Yeah, yes. and um, like Becky said, I am all into feed it. Uh, Lily, I'm actually Lily. I actually agree with you on that. She she yeah. was like she was cool, and, and it wasn't like you know she she wasn't really into being evil with her brother. She was just trying to get along and live and survive. And then she showed, and yeah, exactly. And she showed like tremendous depth of character as the series mm-hmm. went on, and that, that's a cool and and you know Finnan deserves. A good woman, sorry. Right, he does. Like, he's like, so. up with those guys running for like 92 miles. <laughs> right. I'm like, the, like, the sea where, run across England. <laughs> and the sea where Uhtred is like literally carrying that, the daughter of Ethelflaed. I'm like, you know how, like, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, you know how fit you would have to be to do that? Like, I'd last maybe a quarter mile, maybe. But they were right. at least like warriors that felt like they might be training for something. She's like, yep, I'm going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. She slept. She was brave. See, I like it. I like that the show doesn't take physics very seriously. So no. predictions for should season... got the crap beaten out of him, and then he was perfect. <laughs> right. Predictions exactly. for season five. <laughs> Who's gonna die? I'm gonna say Finnan. No, don't. Don't you dare. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to go back. there. But they took the Yaka, they took the Yaka, they took well, they, I think they, they're not they're not Ed, kind that way. No, I don't Ed think Helm I don't think Ed Helm, what's his name? I don't think Udrid can survive another one of his close people being killed. Ethel no. Fled's uh right hand man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, yeah, impressed. Yeah, yeah. I, think I, think I think it's more likely Al yeah, Helm and like Edith Ed, Helm will yeah. bite the dust, yeah. Who's the other one? Edith? Oh, don't, oh, no, she's I'm just not in the show. Yeah, but not look. The way you build loyalty is Maybe it'll be Brita. Favorites. Maybe it'll be Brita. I could see Brita. I could see Brita. Brita and maybe Uhtred will raise her baby too and he'll start a daycare and that's what <laughs> season six will be about. I think maybe they won't kill Finn, but maybe they'll kill like Citric or the other random like I mean, they're, yeah. right. they're setting it Osford, up for Citric. Yeah. They're like, we'll give you no lines this season. I know. Pretend like you don't have a family. I know. And he I, does, he, though, right? He does. He married the prostitute, and they need to do, the they they need to do something with Citric. They either need to right. like develop kill him off, or kill him off. And I agree yeah. with that because yeah, they so don't treat him. We're, we're all in quarantine right now, and I have to say, I have not had the desire to cut my hair. I am I'm essentially growing it out. But if I do cut my own hair, I want like thinning <laughs> or citric, citric. hair. I want that like crazy side like, mohawk. Side, watch uh, out! It's shaved. happening. It's, we'll people just you, are turning like, up every day with mohawks. I, I, I was a little bit like, how does how does Uchard maintain that hairstyle in like you know like in thousand AD? Exactly. <laughs> with I, a I was, knife. Yeah, a little bit like. 
I don't want to be like, you know, one of those people who like question kids and the disbelief. But they, they also have um, they they each other's no hair. Movies, so they might just sit like shaving their heads. Yeah. Is it like, yeah. Or just do you think they take turns like doing each other's hair? Because Stitcher <laughs> also has a crazy hairdo. Yeah, he does. Like a yes. braided his, mohawk. His is, his is pretty wild. Okay. Finn in, in the season had quarantine hair, though. His hair got. Finnan had a kind of a, you know, very, very cool modern hairstyle. He like yeah. you know kind of nice wavy thick hair. He was good. Yeah. I like so Finn, by the way, was my MVP. Let's uh, all right. Let's just yeah. wrap. Let's wrap our discussion of uh, season four here. Um, overall reaction, Lily, to season four. Um, I, bye. I'm in. Okay. All Loved right, it. Josh. How about you? As the as the uh, person who helped bring us to Wessex. So I'd say it was the weakest of the four seasons, but it really pulled it out in the last, from season, from episode seven through the end, it was as right. good as it had ever been. That makes sense. Which carries it forward for me. So, so for me, Skade made, even though season three was amazing, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I know what you're going to say, yeah, and I agree. Skade was just the low point just of the ruined. show. Like, it yeah. was, to, to me, season three yeah. is perfection because they tied that up at the end. That's true. <laughs> like, and it was a great ending to season three, but if I had to like go into season four knowing that I had to deal with her, no. Yeah, so, I agree with you. I agree. I, Skade, that, that, the scene where he dealt with Skade, like I had just a knot in my stomach. Uh, and yeah. I just was like yeah. watching that because A, I didn't know what he was going to do. Me I, neither. I, I didn't get, I, that like, shocked me. And then I, but then I, but then when he got to doing it, I was like, okay, he's got to do this, but I don't want to watch it. But I'll, I'll also add that Netflix did a really interesting thing. The avatar for the show for that season is her. The two of them kissing in the yeah, water. And so I was like, oh my God, they're going to end up together. What's going on here? Yeah. Right. I give Netflix a little props for that redirection. All right, Mark. Uh, I, I, season sorry, four, where are you? You brought up Skade, though. You brought up Skade. I got to watch Like, <laughs> I didn't like where she took uh, uh, Uhtred. Like she just like she was like they they had. You're right, Lily. Like it was great that they ended that because yeah. Like I didn't like what happened to his character. I just didn't like her. And who was her other guy? The blood the, hair. Blood hair. Blood hair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was like the, the epitome of the. Gag. He was the epitome of the old Viking though of the of the yeah, Viking I, whose time has passed. And like he just keeps saying. I'll fight you. I'll fight you. Like we get it, blood hair. Yeah. The point of all that was Uhtred's like mixed beliefs in that he doesn't, you know, he typically doesn't believe in anything much. Yeah. But yeah. that like showed that he had that part in him. Oh, yeah. Well, it's true. And again, it spoke to like the fact that Brita helped him like work that through that. I mean, that was when she went to the you know the shaman and they and she dealt with her you know problems Sorry. issues with him. But 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 they also like you know that was. You know, she taught Uhtred what he needed to do to deal with Cade, right? I mean, is that right? Or my wait, am I, am I complaining? Uh, yeah, she did no, help she him. Did, yeah. She helped she did, no, because she because she knew all along how to break the curse. Yes, that's but it. But she had to it. tell him because she was right. just being that's like that's she didn't it. want to be right. helpful, Sorry. and then and then yes. yeah. Um, but after season four, I agree. The the last three or four episodes, I was hooked. Um, and it, but it. But the first few episodes, it was a little bit like, I didn't like so much sad boy post Benham, Benenberg, right. like, you know, Uhtred after Bielka, emo like, Uhtred. emo Uhtred, <laughs> where, where like, these guys were like, dude, man, you got to shake out, you know, like, this is what we do, you right? See, I mean, it was like, I, he's like, you've lost three wives. I actually, really, <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually okay. really liked that because I liked seeing him 
his, I liked seeing that emotion without it being um, a, a, a gimmick like scathe, you know, saying like, oh, everything's bad because you have this curse. Like things are just yeah, bad, point. bad choices. And so I like, but I will say the first few se- episodes were really difficult because like I didn't love them but for me it's because I was really feeling the loss of Alfred in the show especially because you watched them back to back right and I wasn't confident that they were going to be able to like I said earlier fill that and make the story rich and exciting again but agree with everyone by the end it was on point so that's a really good point Becky and that's I think that was another thing why it felt a little lost those first few episodes because like okay like Alfred was gone Uchard like lost his game he lost his like you know his, his mojo and yeah. so you're like, okay, if Richard doesn't have mojo and he's just kind of exactly. wandering around and there's no Alfred, it's like, and there's no Bioka, it's what's like, the point? Okay, like, what's the point? Yeah, it really was Why like. Why are we watching like, this? Yes, yeah. exactly. We're not, so, ultimately, we're not watching it to see Emo Uhtred, so you right. point. <laughs> but, but the way they brought it around, which was really good, and as you said, this is like, you know, they, then they showed how that kind of led to his growth and when he was dealing with um uh sig sorry sig trigger um at the end and and all that like it, it showed it showed that he matured so it was kind of like you know it showed a different depth to his character he mm-hmm. wasn't the same as, like you know let's just kill everybody who just... yeah that was good. Uh, okay so, yeah. did i miss anybody there reactions no okay so let's switch to our rex and shout outs uh josh i uh, i'm assuming you have some uh, Oh, wait, you, you got to go? Uh, I am not. No, 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 I don't have to go. No. Please. I've got to run another no, but charity I, but I marathon do, today. No, but I do need my, uh, I do need my, uh, I told you show. So, but, but go ahead, Josh, first. Uh, well, yeah, well, uh, well I, I told you show is good. Go, go ahead. <laughs> no, I don't want to steal you. Go ahead, Josh. You go. Right, I'll, Josh. I'll just, yeah. Okay, so over, over to you, Josh. Um, what you're watching, but also we can't have you on the show without giving the crowd what they want to hear when you're uh, there. Don't yeah, worry. Um, uh, one of our great segments, our favorite segments, is Josh's complaints. So with your recs and your shout-outs, please throw in any of your complaints you have. All right. I'll give you my, my three recommendations, although I've, I've really spent time trying to make sure I got in all of Last Kingdom for this show. Um, <laughs> I haven't watched anything else. <laughs> not enough time, man. Um, so I'm watching a couple Netflix things. So uh, surprisingly, like Unorthodox. Um, you liked it? It's that. good. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm Ooh, midway through the second episode oh. now, and it was actually surprisingly um, good it's for really me. Good. I don't typically like stuff like that, but I thought it was really well done. And when you say um, stuff like I'm, that, you mean like Orthodox Jewish dramedies or? <laughs> I'm not into shtetl, <laughs> but I am watching Unorthodox. Um, it's like a very compelling Fauda. story. I think that's yeah. like part of uh, it. Fauda is super intense as always. I didn't love season two, but season three is, is that, pretty so. good. And Danielle and I have also been watching a lot of stand-up comedy randomly just oh. to have some like levity. And uh, well, Seinfeld so we, has a new special. Yeah, so we watched Seinfeld, although I fell asleep in the second half. And uh, Mark, Jim Mark Gaffigan, made a face. What was that face? Sorry. Just not, not a Seinfeld keep going, fan? Keep going, Josh. And, uh, <laughs> and Jim Gaffigan on, uh, I, I think maybe not his latest, but his second to last one on uh, Amazon Prime had me just rolling around with uh, hilarious dad jokes. You know, Gaffigan, isn't he the guy in Super Troopers who's in the meow scene? Correct. That is amazing. That like, that's the first time I saw that guy. And now he's like a huge stand-up guy. You know, the other thing is, he's the other thing he's in, sorry, in a family wreck kind of way is uh, Troop Zero is quite good. 
Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I it's, seen on my, it. it's on my queue. So, all um, right, Josh, those are your recommendations. So my complaints. All right. So do I have to state coronavirus? Because that's just an obvious complaint. <laughs> no, no need. So, so here is my newest complaint. I think I have developed an e-commerce addiction. I literally think I have endorphins. Welcome to the body. club. Yep. When a package yep. arrives yep. or when like, an Amazon truck drives down the <laughs> And when it doesn't happen, I'm just like, what the hell? Like it's a disaster. It's a real thing. So I, it's a bad addiction. Like when a package doesn't arrive every day, I really feel a loss in my. No, life. Josh, I've been housebound several times in the last two years since having children for months at a time, and the yeah. the the drug is real. I ordered like two pounds of yeast last week. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> a rolling pin came today. Yes. Um, so, uh, my last complaint, which is maybe going too deep and shy doesn't like to read, but <laughs> digital library books only lasting two weeks really bothers me. It's a digital yeah. library. Yeah, book. <laughs> like, yeah. You need literally... at least a month on that. Don't That's get me Or indefinite. Because yes. it's digital. <laughs> don't have to find a different system with royalties or something. But really? Like the library can only have one digital book? Yeah. yeah. I agree with you. I'm, I'm with you on like, that. 100%. It's like all the limitations of a real library, but you don't get a book. Usually, like we're, we're still, yeah. I, those are my complaints for the day. Those are great ones. Thank, great you. Ones. Those are Thank you for coming prepared. All right, Mark, over to you. Recommendations. All right. I got and a quick um, word got... about Seinfeld and a quick word about Yeah, we need to, yeah, know, what we need to know what that looked like. We need to know that face I, was. No, so I'll start with Seinfeld just to get over that. No, I, I saw him. Um, he, he talked about a special on um, on NPR, which immediately shows you my demographic. But um, but you know, I, I like Seinfeld. I just haven't like you know. I I wonder how well his comedy ages. That's all. I have That's heard. All. I have heard that our our dear friends at the Take Two podcast, Tony and Brian. I was listening to their episode, and they gave it. Um, a pretty middling review. They gave it a big, ah, their big criticism, which I really thought was interesting, which is going to inform how I watch it now is he makes, he complains a lot about stuff that really has to do with the fact that he's just so rich and that it's yeah. hard to it's relate true. to. Yes. Whereas his original comedy was so great because you related to it so much because it was so real life. No, I, saw him, I saw him live a couple years ago. I saw him live a couple of years ago, and I'd say his set was split 50-50 of 50% relatable, funny things that he's complaining about, and 50% things you're like, I, is that a thing? Is that who? Right. That's right. a thing. We complain right. about yeah. that now. To my yacht. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm not as strong as the old stuff. Um, but I, I did also, uh, one of the books that I'm reading that I could only, I've had to now take out of the library three times, uh, is <laughs> book of interviews. Um, oh, wow. Seinfeld interview in that one is really interesting. And like he gets into literally how his life is a thousand percent, he's basically never living in any moment, even with his family, because all he's thinking about is, is this a bit? Is this a bit? Is this a bit? Wow. Well, Howard Stern's interviews, I have to say, to me, Howard Stern's interviews have always been among the best. Like yeah. when he's really so giving a real- You would enjoy that book then? Some of the interviews there? I will read he'd, that have book. To, he'd have to read. I will take that book is out of a tape? digital library. Uh, careful, you got to read in two weeks. <laughs> but that, so that's he's gonna, of, Shai's uh, gonna need all the weeks. So <laughs> Josh, just read it to okay. him when you're reading. Call him. <laughs> okay, I, the audiobook. I didn't Zoom book readings. Okay, I got a lot to to condense uh, into this. Um, so, so I told you so. 
I'm going to tell you to watch the end of the second season of Patriot, but I'm not, but I'm not going to stop and stop there, but you got to close that loop, dude. Oh, okay. That's fair. But I love Patriot. It was, it, the first season was amazing. And Mark gets the, I told you show for Patriot. I do. Yeah. Um, the original, you were like, you got to watch this show. Patriot, the first season is brilliant. You're right. I am going to close the loop on season okay. two. That's there's a beautiful happen. poignant ending to it. It really okay. is. And I was just is, very okay. worried Wait. that the show yep. didn't end properly, but you're telling no, me. No, it does. It does. So next thing is, um, uh, on comedians, it was interesting to hear because, like, um, uh, I, I like a uh, guy I'm, uh, I really got turned on to was really good is Gary Goldman. Very funny. He's got something on Netflix called The, the Depression. It's about his battle with depression. He's very yeah, funny. Yeah. All of his stuff is good. Need, need good comedy recommendations. Joe Gary Rogan. Goldman. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, I told you, show a couple. One is there's a really good recommendation one of Mimi's uh, coworkers gave us, which is the Fire Festival. It's called Fire, F Y R E. Oh, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mark. We like We've that? all seen it. Oh, sorry. A while ago. No, no, I haven't yeah. seen it. Which one though? The Hulu one or the I'm Netflix? Just, Ooh, Netflix one, right? Netflix. No. Netflix. I liked it better. We liked it better than Tiger King because, like, Tiger King Tiger is, King is trash. trash. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Mark. Tiger King, yeah. I turned off after two episodes. Fire Festival, you're like, this is a train wreck that just keeps on getting yes. a bigger. You can't bigger stop bigger. watching it. You just can't and it's stop like, watching and it's it. And millennials taking that train right into, like, you know, the whole fact is and like, you're like, like oh, the train exploded, fell off a cliff. Oh, yeah. and it's another yeah. train running again. You're like, yeah, <laughs> there's, a, there's a little bit of shot and throw to it, too, but it's, it's great. It's a very good time. So Here's another thing, a throwback, and you guys now, I'll wait for Lily to say we've all known that show and discussed it many Let's times. Let's see what it is. Yeah. It's, it's from the late 2000s, so 2008, 9. It's an HBO that, that um, Amazon just got and is now for free, right? I mean, on Amazon. It's called In Treatment with Gabriel Byrne. Oh, uh, I never watched that. I never watched that. Yeah. I remember it. It is so compelling. He's so, such a good actor, and the format is fascinating in that much of it is just him and the patient he's seeing. Right. Like, you know, there's a little bit at the beginning and a little bit at the end, but there's very little action outside the, the room where they, so it's literally like the, the acting is just him in a session with the other person he's seeing. And they, they do it like each session is like, you know, Monday, um, you know, Sheila or whatever. And so you get to develop the characters that way because they keep going through this thing. It's an amazing show. I, 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 I watch it. We came in, we watched the last season first, and the last season is the best season, go figure. But it's just great acting and great writing, and it's really good. And Gabriel cool. Burke, can I build approach, up? Like having dessert before the entree. Yeah. yeah. Can I Let's build up? Let's make sure this that. meal is worth it. Yes. I, I want to build off that and tell you guys that Gabriel Byrne is the bad guy in the first season of Vikings. Ugh, I knew you were going to say that. It was like, it was like, it was either going to be Vikings yeah. or the magicians. Yeah. What, what, is those two. what is he, a Saxon? Uh, I can't, or, uh, I can't yeah. no, it's, it's all, it's actually, there are no Saxons. It's, it's a lot of Vikings in that season. Interesting. I don't Vikings. see him in that kind of role. He's not like a real, he's not a real like bad Physical. Actor. Play, playing against type, even I mean, more reason to watch. I, mean, I love him from. Just um, you, I promise you guys will like it. I'm, I'm dating myself, but I love him from you know uh, Miller's Crossing, which All is right. a great movie, and he he plays the one of the lead characters. He's a, a, a mixed character. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. And then the other thing, I'll just I'll just throw out there. Um, we liked it, Mimi and I. It only went one season and got canceled. Is Messiah? I just thought it was a really interesting format, like a, a really it, interesting concept. I, I was curious. I wondered if it was going to last, though. Yeah, it got canceled, and I was bummed. Mm. 
because it was really like, it was just, the, the whole premise of the show is like, this guy shows up in the Middle East, in Syria, right? Like, you know, and, and, and immediately gets followers, he, you know, he does a kind of semi-miraculous thing, and he like lands on the Mossad's radar, and he lands on the CIA's radar, and they're just watching him, and he keeps showing up in like odd places, and you're like, is somebody behind this, or is he for real, or it's just, and, and they leave that, they leave that doubt the whole time. Like they never kind of, you know, including to the end, but it's really well done. It's really well done. It's, so, I, 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 but so I guess there's no resolution though to the show. Yeah, I was going to say, do I watch this or not? <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it. Even if it were like a movie, it wouldn't have to resolve, right? I don't have to like, I mean, what, what, what series ends that neatly anyway? Like, oh, he's, you know, the Messiah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lily, how about you? Um, we, we took a wreck from, again, like it's a very difficult combination. Because I've I have recommended you many shows over the years that you keep not watching. Okay. When well, this is not about you. So it's about me. Shy, um, I literally just had this argument with you the other day. So well, you're Yes, good. exactly. So simmer down. <laughs> um, I have a man in his seventies who only likes to watch British mystery crimes where <laughs> nothing happens pieces, until yeah. the very end and people talk really slow. Then I have a husband, <laughs> if that there's not murder, zombies, blood, somebody doing something a Viking would do, he doesn't want to watch it. <laughs> then I have oh, my wow. mom who, if, if there's any slow movement on a screen, if there's not good lighting and someone goes, She's like, oh, 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 I'm motion she, sick. She goes, oh my God, oh my God. She covers her face. I'm texting pictures to Becky and Shy of her fully looking at the screen through her fingers. And it's just like someone walking down a staircase. And so it's like, between that and my husband, it's just the full And, it's and real she gets car sick every time there's a shaky camera. Yeah, oh no, oh, no. And so, and she tell she her to watch Cloverfield. And, and she wow. has like a serious algorithm going on her Netflix where it's, all kinds of like British dramas and then like Dixie the Heart that No Heart you know, of Dixie, yeah. It's a mess. No, but this is now she's been watching like The Good Witch about this like Wait, she's like that, it's just it's just a good wife. It's like it's the good like, wife. Like, I was like, is there a town like, and there's maybe a witch? And it's like and she's like, and they own an, a little B and B. I was like, oh no, please. And she's like, it's just some fluff shows I like to watch. And so how am I supposed okay. to get all okay. these people in a room to watch television? You don't. Yeah. You go and hide in your own by yourself. Yeah. I watch whatever you want. So basically we took a recommendation from somebody in Europe. <laughs> and I don't recommend this show to anyone. Someone, yeah, this European is a European recommendation. Then, unless you are European, I don't think you're gonna like this show called Freud, which is oh, a German show. Yeah, and and so it's in German, and or <laughs> yeah, German, I guess. Um, it was made in Austria, but um, it's like into the supernatural. My mom has watched the whole thing with her eyes covered. Uh, my dad obviously went to sleep and like watched I would his own it. shows. Your mom and I, have similar I, taste I know. I don't know. I don't. She's not that into it. Um, Halsa loves it because it's like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's there's, there's like Freud is a coke addict, which he was actually did a lot of yeah, you know, like, shows that give you homework. I've been reading all up on that. I had no yeah. idea. So like deep into cocaine, and it, he's not famous. What? Sorry. A lot, a lot of people, of people right? Yeah. Exactly. It was used as like a medicine, and then uh, there's some supernatural elements, but it's like weird and European and like a bit gross. So I'm not sure. We have one episode left, and then to try to appease the whole group, we've been watching Peaky Blinders, which enough people have recommended that show to me that I'm like, I guess I have to try it. Do you like it? I think so. 
I think I, I do. I'm a big Peaky fan. I almost did that as my show rep for Shy. Um, People it, really like it. Dad loves oh. that show. I, I have to say, though, He's like, never seen it. I'm in season five now, I guess the latest season, and it's getting a little, like, I'm just tired of, like, you know. The story. The, Mr. Yeah, Peaky. like, and, and no, just like the, the violence and the, you know. Oh, okay. I mean, what I find really compelling about that show is kind of like the setting, like, where all these guys from Birmingham, and really that whole generation, are just shattered from the trenches, you know, and like, right. yeah, they're all like, you know, and they, and they, and they refer to that a lot. And like, you know, where, you know, and it's like, so they're all kind of mentally broken right. and, and then they're, you know, but, but it's a really well done. And the guy who plays um, Tommy um, Sheldon is great. Uh, um, Cillian Murphy. Cillian Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. Killian, I believe. I think it's Killian. Killian, Killian sorry. you're right. Yes. Sorry. Becky, Mark, Becky. you got to honor your. Seven Burger. I'm auditing all of your. So Lily, all right. you've, given us, you've given us for the, a, a German show and a British and Pete, show. And a British show. And then I'll give you Working Moms, which I thought season, was great. Season four crushed it. It was yeah. so good. I thought it, it was good? so fun. It's, it's a fun show. Um, I don't know if you're going to recommend of, like, it. It's, it, it. A lot I mean, of lactating. Catherine Reitman is, is lovely. I think she's stuff. awesome and so funny. I think it's a really funny show if you're a parent. So... But you it's know, it's a lot of like working mom. It's a lot of like women, <laughs> yeah, but maybe women lactating jokes. Very specifically, I think very funny if you're um, a working mom. And then I'm we're watching season two of Dead to Me, which I that somehow appeases mom and Jose because it has the word dead in it and there's comedy, so it's right. good enough for me. I should try that. Okay. It, dead right. to me is fine. It's dark comedy. I like. I'm that. just gonna do one for my wreck. Mm -hmm. I'm going to recommend it, but I'm not going to recommend it. This is one of those recommends where I'm recommending it because I truly loved it. But if you watch it and you don't like it, do not talk to me. I don't want to hear it. Don't, don't add oh, me. I'm being serious because don't I me. don't ruin you this. It on yourself. I am kindly sharing with you something that I truly enjoyed. I don't need your opinion unless it's to call me to say how special it is. And we want to talk about our favorite moments. That's Patriot so, for me. Yeah. Good. Oh, okay, there's shows that you get like show emotional. But I'm yeah. very You're emotional about it. it. And it and it comes along with a huge I told you show to Melanie Lubin who called me. She's an old camp friend, old year course friend. She called me last Sunday near hysterical being like I need you to watch this show because I need to talk about it with someone and you're the only one I trust. And it was wow. such an honor. I sat down and I watched it like in two days. And we have had multiple conversations since. So it's based on a book. Sorry, Shai. Um, it's it based is. on a book. Um, it's called Normal People. It's uh, Sally Rooney. Is yeah, it's, it's, it takes place in Ireland. So it's an Irish show. It just, it's mm, basically Mark's following. Sorry, intrigued. Yeah, well, it's, well it's, it's kind of following the, the development. The reason this show is so good, honestly, is because the two main characters over the 12 episodes, it's really about them growing and evolving as people and starting as essentially these like you know these teenagers these kind of emotionally stunted teenagers who just you know are, are trying to make good choices but are just so stupid sometimes and how they evolve into these young adults who might actually thrive and emotionally thrive at the end and uh and it's a beautiful love story and it's just a beautiful human story and i think it's just very artfully made it's a very artsy show like when you're watching it the way it's shot the way it's written and and edited it's very artistic so it's not like your typical uh drama that you would watch these days so i very much loved it you're welcome world for sharing it 
Where can people watch rules. it? Oh, it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Yeah. Right. Very cool. But well, shy, you're almost like not allowed to watch it because I don't okay, feel like that's fine. No, I trust when Becky tells me that I will not like a show. Like, just don't watch. But I it. bet he'll love the book. I trust you. But Lily will lose her mind. Totally, she... totally fine. I have totally the book fine. to read. So I have too? been, I have been trying to go back and watch. Becky would be pleased with me. Films, if you will, like in addition to in addition to like I've been watching like old Star Trek Next Generation episodes on Amazon and the Beethoven um, series. Yeah, I haven't watched those yet because the kids. (laughs) What's a trilogy if there's five of them or six of them? (laughs) Trilogy, Um, and or or the Young Writers. Right, I've been watching those things, but I've also gone back and and I'm trying to check off some recommendations from Dad. And one of the recommendations from Dad was In the Heat of the Night, the original film from 1967. (laughs) with Sidney Poitier and Rod Steiger. And that movie was amazing, amazing. Like it would hold up, I don't know if it would hold up today, you'd make it differently today if you made it today, obviously, because, but wow. Other movies from that era, like The Graduate, let's say, I think we were talking about, I was talking about with somebody Ooh. recently, I think it's from the same period, like yeah. super boring. Super this depressing. movie had me totally <laughs> riveted, Wow. amazing performance there's tension every step of the way um it's as much about like the mystery that they're trying to solve as it is the the yeah. uh the racial tensions um oh god it's on it's on one of the services but yes i highly recommend it. it is a fantastic uh movie um rare that i'll watch a movie that old and be so into it um ali and i started a new show called outer banks on netflix that i'm embarrassed mark's one of mark's teenage daughter loves it um that's that's look look it's got shirtless hairless young men it's got a region of the united states that mom tried to get Hosa to watch it she's like there's surfing in there is surfing there's a lot of surfing conversation in it too yeah i was like mom if there's not a cartel that's coming after murder an entire uh, town i'm not sure he's gonna watch it there is there is a there is a um it's like a Ali calls it Dawson's Goonies in that it's got like a Dawson's Creep Goonies <laughs> vibe. But what I would say is that it doesn't have the best parts of either of those things. It okay. just has it almost had me at that. Those- no, no, no. It's like it's like a Riverdale by the beach, um, a, but again, with less Meg, murder Meg, or equal amount less of murder. murder. No, it's, Meg, Meg said that it's like Meg said it's like Riverdale without like the kind of like crazy to like the like the monster and like all the like Riverdale, which we love, right? But it's like it's. I'm sorry. It's what did what did so, sorry? What did you just say? Riverdale without kind of the crazy. No, 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 no. That I love. That I love Riverdale. Yeah, yeah. is it because you, you have teenagers in your house and you indulge them. them and watch yeah. with them, or is this something you watch with your wife alone? No, no, no. We we watch it with our teenage daughter Meg. Yeah, is that God, that's amazing? You're my hero. You're my By the hero, way, Meg. I want to. Yes, I want to yeah. just so, throw a shout out. So, to Becky Mark. and Shy have no excuse. Yes. Do not have teenagers. I want to. I want to give a shout I'm, out to I've watched it daughter too. Meg, <laughs> who is super cool and super talented. <laughs> but Mark actually has not one but four daughters, yeah, all yeah. of which are super cool. What? Claire, That's Grace, impressive. Katie, four, and Claire, Grace, Katie, and Meg. Each wow. one unique and amazing and cool in their own way. Thanks. Gotten Thank to know the whole family. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Mimi, who is super cool um, uh, as well. Um, uh, there was one evening during this quarantine where I just hung out with Mark and Mimi. Like they were like yeah. having wine and I was on the phone. Yeah, and, that's you know, right. If you're looking for Zoom buddies, uh, I'll give you their number. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we don't let our, sorry, Lily, we don't let our 11 year old watch Riverdale. 
Okay, so there's, a, there's, an, there's an age yeah, limit. Yeah, yeah, the whole family goes and watch it. Grace has to go see yeah, it. Yeah, she goes up and watch Netflix in her room. It's no big deal. Probably Riverdale. Uh, so I watched <laughs> Hail Caesar on Becky's recommendation. Allie and I, Allie and I watched it. And um, throughout the whole beginning of it, Allie was like, wow, this is way better than she expected. It was what I expected. My only thing with Hail, it was, it was really cool. It was one of, like in terms of Coen Brothers, it was not one that has a high bar of enjoyment. It's like really easy to enjoy. It's like old Hollywood, Josh Brolin, Brolining yeah, away. Fun. But I will say the denouement towards the end, it sort of like loses a little bit of steam towards the end but, but it's like pretty and fun and not yeah. like hard it's not hard to like it's, you don't this, have to somehow not, be on another level this is not right. a tragic role man it was just Clooney is hilarious in it uh David Krumholtz has a great cameo as a communist writer just like barks out crazy <laughs> stuff I really really pleasant and then I took one for the team in terms of watching garbage Netflix movies this morning on the treadmill I put on Coffee and Kareem which stars <laughs> Ed Helms oh, and, and and what I found out is that this was directed I think by the same guy who made Stuber which I enjoyed but like imagine Stuber but Netflix Netflix quality. Um, Ed Helms Ooh. teamed up with this kid, Terrence uh, Little Garden High, who's like this foul mouth kid. And it has, and then Betty Gilpin is pretty funny in it, and Taraji P. Henson. I, I stopped watching it. I would agree with all the reviews that, it, like, just it has potential and then misses the mark in every which way. Lots of, like, cliche stuff. I almost felt uncomfortable, like, laughing at it throughout it. It, it was like someone was like, let's make another 48 hours or 48 hours, but we'll, but mix it with the movie Role Models. And on one hand, you're like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. And, but they, like, get all of the things wrong. And yeah. um, I just, I yeah. it sucks. Um, I'm gonna pass okay. on that one. Yeah, pass on that one. All right, let's uh, let's go around and, and f figure out where we can follow people. Josh, do you want people to follow you, and where can they? You should only you tweet me. complaints, Josh. <laughs> I don't know if that would be good for the people to follow me, but maybe. Then I would. Yes. would I, I need this this platform. You know. You know Actually, you, know, you Josh, need a Twitter. Becky, Josh needs a Twitter feed that is just Josh's just complaints. Complaints. Yes, I, Josh's I complaints. Was, I was on the phone with Becky uh, this morning, yesterday, at some point, and Becky was like, "No, the other day." And Becky was like, "Oh, I don't. Why do they make the time on the pasta? Like how much time it has to cook? It's like a fucking like treasure hunt investigation. You have to find it on the package. Like totally why is it in a gigantic?" letters and i was like yeah and in my head i'm like that's a josh complaint and then this morning i made my <laughs> son pasta and i was like god damn it josh why aren't you fixing these things i thought of you maybe i will start an alternate tittle, uh, twitter handle <laughs> just for complaining and so when there's a really good complaint also a tittle think of you. whatever that is whatever. all right <laughs> yeah. so where can people follow uh, you? at josh crew is uh both twitter and uh i think just josh crew for instagram and mark how about you do you want people to follow you I, my my Twitter handle is only moderately interesting, so I mean it's like you know it's it's mostly professional, so I got to okay. be all right, all right. So so cute. Which, which I'm fine. I mean, what is it at Mark uh, underscore Toner? But it, you're going to get a lot about human rights and you know boring stuff. Not which boring. is good too. Yeah. <laughs> could, could Are human like, rights as fun as pop culture? Maybe yeah. not, but that's it's okay. like a, it, 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 it's for me. So you know. Yeah, I, I need to morph it somehow into more of a personal, like where I can give my my rant of the day. Mm. I have a lot of complaints, Josh, too. So I, I'm. <laughs> get on a you whole guys, chain. We can just one, one day. I'll watch football with both of you. It will be a lot of fun, uh, in the same place. Um, if football ever comes back. Yeah, right. Uh, What's football? Uh, Lily, where can people follow you? 
On Twitter and Letterboxd, G-G-C-H-I-C-H-I-K Gomez with a Z on, yeah, those social media platforms. And Becky. At Paper BK Princess on Twitter. And uh, you can follow me at Pancake4Table. That's Pancake and the number four, Table, on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, pretty much anywhere. You can follow all of our podcast shenanigans at Fry Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram or FridayNightMoviePod.com. Uh, uh, the theme song is by What Does It Eat? By the time this episode drops, we will have done our Facebook live show, so you can go check that out. It will be available on PancakeForTable.live and probably some other places once I figure out, but but that is uh, PancakeForTable slash live is where the stream will live for a while and I uh, hope everybody checks that out. But more importantly, we are doing it um, uh, as a fundraiser for two food banks, one, one in each of our communities, one is the Calgary Food Bank, and the other is the Fredericksburg Regional Food Bank in Virginia. Um, uh, whether you're donating to those or other ones, that is a great thing to do uh, right now. If you do donate to either of those two, please let me know, and we'll count you in our in our tally and our thank yous um, for folks who supported those. Uh, and with that, the theme music shall kick in, and uh, we will dance our way into the night. Bye, guys. Thank you for being here. Bye. Yeah, thank so you. It was a lot of fun, here. guys. Thanks for having me. I love talking about this show. So it's Uh like... Yeah. Bebenbergen too. I oh, mean, Molly and I talk in the accent around the house. No, yeah. I talk to myself in my head in the accent all the time, and then sometimes I pretend I'm Finnin, kind of like giving myself a pep talk. This is real. I think I'm just going to end every conversation with "Destiny is all." Becky.